Jesus didn't minister until he was 30 years old. He had to be mature. John the Baptist is the same. God requires growth. And man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from his soul. If you don't eat, you won't grow. And so you stay with the word, you grow. And when you get grown, God will let you out. I, you know, I wanted to stay in my old church, uh, the worship center. I didn't want to go anywhere. I was a board member. I was important. <laughs> we built a good church and I was going to stay. And God showed me, uh, you're grown now. When you get grown, you get kicked out of the house, okay? <laughs> you got to go. So we want you to grow so we can kick you out. No. <laughs> So stand up with me so forget the message. <laughs> Not to get kicked out, but uh, yeah. This is uh, Isaiah 50, verse 4 and 5. Very important scripture for us. And we should be praying this every time we go into the word of God. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear and to learn. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated. Now, let me say this. Your birth, your birth as a Christian, born again, your birth as a Christian, in my mind, and I believe according to the scriptures, is just like when Jesus, or the same way that Jesus was born. I'm going to tell you why. God said to uh, Mary, the power of the Holy Spirit will come upon you and overshadow you. And when that power overshadows you, there's going to be a baby that's going to be born. So the Holy Spirit attended and was part of the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. And he became the Son of God. And as a son of God, there are certain powers that are delivered to him as the son of God. And so, when you read through the scriptures, you see the power of God manifesting in his life. In creation, the Holy Spirit was there. And when Adam was made, the Holy Spirit was also a part of it. When we were naturally born, the Holy Spirit's all over, but he was not that present for any work. It's just what's going on. But when you were born again, you are born of the Spirit. You are born of the Spirit of God. And you are a son of God. Adam, when he was created, the Bible says, look, he was the son of God. And as a son of God, he had dominion over the fish, over the animals of the earth, and every creeping thing, every every creeping thing. And as a child of God, God has given us dominion over things, including the creep, the devil, I mean. So God has given us that authority. And if you read in Mark chapter 16, he says, And these signs will follow those who believe. 
These signs follow those who believe. Not some who believe, but those who believe. Every believer in Jesus Christ, not, it didn't say new believers or old believers. If you are a believer and God cannot lie, the Bible says, let God be true and every man a liar. If you are a child of God and you truly believe in Jesus, these signs were given to you by your father. He should be part of your life. That's why they follow you everywhere you go. These signs follow you. These signs are not for preachers alone. The preacher is your brother in Christ. We are all children of God. These signs are supposed to follow us. These signs follow those who believe. And if you are a believer, then accept the signs, accept the words of Jesus Christ, that truly these signs are a part of my life. Because until you receive the gift, you don't have it. You have to receive what Jesus has spoken to us, And if you stand in it, then God begins to walk in your life. These signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and the sick will recover. They will. They will. They will do these things. They belong to us. These things belong to us. It's important that we recognize the very first thing that Jesus talked about, that this very first sign that you follow the believer, and, and I started thinking that must be very important. Why is it the first? Because it's important to live in on the earth, drive out demons, cast out demons, to drive them out. Please understand that demons are still here. Demons are still all over the world. If you, read, you can't read through the New Testament and read the life of Jesus. Everywhere he went, they were, he was casting out devils. Sometimes he, cast, he was doing that for the most part and healing the sick. You never read in the scriptures where Jesus was just healing the sick without casting out devils. Especially when you have a multitude. And, and remember, those people in their living, they were more into God than the current generation. Okay? And if those demons were there, then don't think they went into hiding. Demons are not scared of new civilization. They've not gone into hiding. In fact, I believe they love Los Angeles. They love the big cities. They are not scared of civilization. They are over there. This is a great place. I mean, they got people shooting up, people committing adultery and fornicating, or married people having sex and not thinking anything is wrong. Now they believe man can marry a woman and they think it's right. The demons, they say, we like this place. This is a wonderful place. Demons are still here. They have not gone into hiding. Let me read some scriptures to you that are so important. We are not here to preach on demons. We exalt Jesus. But we need to know the truth. Because the Bible says, you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. 
These forces, I mean, they are, they are operating covertly now. Destroying lives. And nobody understands that it's not just you. There are forces that are controlling people's lives. And sometimes Christians' lives, and they're struggling because these forces are acting covertly, and, and we're acting as if they've gone into hiding. They're still here. Like I said last Sunday, they are not, they've not all moved to Africa. They're still here in the United States. They're still affecting people's lives. Here, even here. Now let me show you this. In Psalm 115, verse 16, it says, The heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord's, but the earth he has given to the children of men. The earth, the heavens, that's God's. But when God gives you something, it belongs to you. When any man gives you something, after you've received it, it becomes your property. God says the heavens, even the, the heaven, even the heavens, they belong to God. But the earth he has given to the sons of men. And so Satan has come to live in our whole world. He has been driven with his demons out of his own world. Now he has come to live in our, our world illegally. He had no authority till Adam allowed him into this place. Now he became the God of the world. So he's here illegally. But this is a world that's created for just flesh and blood. If you look at being flesh and blood, this is our world. He's not supposed to be here. He lives in our, on our earth in torment. The only time he finds rest is when he finds a human being to cooperate with him. Because he cannot express himself fully in our world. This is not his world. This is torment for him. And for him to have any kind of comfort is to seduce some individual to open the door to let him in or be so close and walk with you closely and feel good on the earth. Outside you, he doesn't feel good at all. So he's throwing all these lies all over the country and all over the world to make room for himself so he can have a little life. And then we believe that they're gone. No, they're still here hurting people's lives. Listen to what Jesus said. He said in in Matthew chapter 12 verse 43, when an unclean spirit, that's a, a demon, when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places. So, a man is not a dry place. That's a nice place to live in. He goes through dry places. Seeking rest. So when a demon is out of a man, he has no rest. He's restless. Can't sleep. Feeling so bad. It's like he's really sick. He needs rest. Amen. This is scripture. And this is truth. Now, I, th- I believe that God sent his son to open our eyes so we can understand what we can see with our own eyes. What's the things that are working behind the scene and affecting our lives? So that's what he's telling us here. He goes walking on dry places, seeking rest. So he's looking for a place of rest and finds none. There is no place unless in a human being. Flesh. 
And if a man doesn't give one, if he can't find man's body, he likes an animal. Remember that? He goes into a swine. That's the only place, flesh and blood. This place for us. And God says, drive them, chase them away. Don't give them room. Don't make room for them. Every time you recognize their presence, drive them away. Just cast out demons. Drive them away from people. Everywhere you find it, drive them away from it. If they come in, people talk about demons come in their home. Drive them away from your home. You have the authority, according to the word of Jesus, if you are a believer, to harass them. Drive them everywhere. If they are tormenting your home, stand up and drive them out. And they'll listen. You know your qualification? You're a believer. Let me tell you something. That gives you authority. Not power, just authority. If, you, if I walk up to the street here and a, a hitting willow is bearing at me, coming down the road and I'm in the middle of the road, right? At 55 miles or 65 miles per hour and in, in, in this type of clothes and, and I, I do this. Stop. You know what he'll do? He says, get out before I flatten you. Get out. He's not stopping. He's waiting, but I don't want to fly this man, but will he get out? But what happens when you have the blue uniform? Okay? You do this. He's a little man. Even he, 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 he won't even look at the truck. He's looking the other way, and he does this. And guess what? That he thinks will I go, <laughs> I can't. Authority. That's the authority God's giving you. You have the authority as the child of God to drive them out. To drive them out. He says, if he can't find rest, if he finds none, and he's not going to find none any place, verse 44 says, then he says, I will return to my house from which I came. So he calls my body his house and he doesn't pay rent. And then he comes in, not only as a stranger, he dominates the house and decides what goes on in the house. And so God knows he's a headed being and he wants us to drive him out of our lives. There are a lot of effects of his presence in Christian people's lives. It affects people's ability to believe. In my life, and I'll share with you, even after I become a Christian, you see, Satan, until you resist him, he's not going anywhere. You have to tell him no. My young Christian life, because of everywhere I've been, you know, going to witch doctors and all of that, it was hard for me to, to believe the word. I knew what the word says, but to act on it, that was different then. It's hard, it was hard for me to really wrap my hands around this. And it was the demonic forces in your life. When you're struggling, you really want to have faith, but there's something holding you back. You really want to follow God, but there's something holding you back. Suspect there is something behind this. And you got authority. Amen? 
You have authority. You can say, God, whatever I did to permit this stuff into my life, I reverse it and I'm, I'm going to give this thing a quick notice. You're out of my house. It's your house. You can send them out. It's your house. So you send them out of your house. It affects the way you believe. Sometimes it will affect your sexuality. It's affecting your whole... Now they think it's right for two men to get married. Where do you think that came from? And they'll argue with you that, that you are being unreasonable if you think this is the wrong thing. It's just the way I feel. I was born that way. Where did that come from? There's demonic forces. And it behooves you and I, God has given us that authority. These things exist. If we can get rid of them, if we take our stand. These signs follow those who believe. It can also affect your marriage. You know how, some, as a Christian, it's, it's so easy for a demon to come in. Now, I need to let you know this. Just because there is a demon or a demon is cast out of your life, it, it, things may not completely change. You have to start building the foundation. Amen? Go back to class. Lay a solid foundation because the Bible says the foundation is broken. What can the righteous do? So after you've dealt with those things in your life, go into God's word. Build a solid foundation. This today you are hot and tomorrow you are cold. That's not the way God wants it. He wants fire in us. You always want to go to church. They don't have to beg you to go. You're a Christian. You don't have to beg you. And if you're constantly struggling with whether to, whether something is wrong, you can deal with it. Confess it, ask God, and you break it. You can break it. It can affect that. It can affect your marriage as well. When you're fighting over crazy stuff, things that don't make sense, I don't like the way you looked at me. <laughs> I was just staring at the wall. Yes, I know you were looking at me. I don't the way you look at me, like, and then the fight. Third world war. And there's just all these bad words spoken in the house. I shouldn't have married you. I shouldn't have done that. I had another girlfriend. Even. Why didn't you marry her? Well, you seduce me. That's your wife. That's your wife. Where did you get seduce me? She's supposed to. She's your wife. But when the enemy comes in, you don't see it that way anymore. You see it differently. I read of a story and I've shared that here. For younger children, these two couples were fighting so hard. And they said, Pastor, you married us. So now we need you to come and pray for us to go our separate ways. He says, no, Pastor, don't stuff like this. He says, yes, Pastor, we, we can't wait. You better come. I said, but it's late. No, tonight. <laughs> you married us. Come and pray for us to go our separate ways. Pastor said he came. He called the lady aside. He said, what happened? 
And the lady started telling him everything that the husband was doing. And I said, listen, I'll kill this man. Pastor, now, pastor was so angry. This man ought to die. Why would he treat his wife this way? And then he called the guy, and then the man started telling him everything that she was doing. And he's thinking, that's a wicked woman. And they said, look, pastor, we don't want to talk anymore. Just hold our hands and pray for us to separate us. Pastor said, no pastor does this. So he had no choice. He held their hands. And then he said, true story. In the name of Jesus, whatever this is that's come against this home, he prayed and broke, broke that thing. And they, the next day, the testimony was, why were we fasting so badly? What was wrong? They called pastor. They, they spent the whole night unpacking their stuff. The whole night. True story. When it doesn't make sense, Jesus said they drive out demons. They drive out demons. Your finances. Finances. Yes. I tell you what. If you keep repeating what the enemy is doing in your life, you're just making it there. It's not going away. You can think it. Don't say it. And don't expect it. I think in my family, we're family here. I decided there is no fighting with Angela anymore. (laughs) I think somebody said, Pastor, do you have quarrel with your wife? No, we don't. We both died. We went to heaven. (laughs) And we're there now. That's where we're having bliss. No argument, nothing. You keep it. We, We fight. Oh, yes. And don't look at me that way. You fight as well. <laughs> but I decided, this is, there's the enemy in this house. Amen. Catch the thief. There's a thief in my home. And he uses all of this crazy stuff to try to kill us. And divide the home and have access to my children. Because as long as they see what's going on, their faith's gone. Yes. But so we're going to reduce the level of fighting in the home. No yelling, saying silly stuff that you don't want. I'm going to divorce you. Big deal. You're opening the door. Remember, he's looking for a house, right? A house. Now he has a full house with everybody to do his business. And he's at peace. And you think you're doing well? Well, I'm just going to speak it the way I feel. Well, keep it up. Keep it up. You pay the price. He'll rub your nose on the dirt because you, you have no understanding. You have no understanding. There are forces here. 
He gets into your home. He gets into your children, into your finances. Before long, your life is ruined. Your life is ruined. Now you don't want to go to church. The pastor has offended you. He spreads. Pastor says something that I didn't like. The wife says, let's go to church. I'm not going. He starts. Who are you hurting? By not going to church. It can affect your marriage. It can also affect addictive behavior. Where you struggle, you can't, you want to stop, but you can't. You feel bad about it, but you can't. You cry out. A girl told me, I went into the, the, the uh, chapel. I cried out to God. Good luck, he, he doesn't seem like he's answering me. I want you to pray for me. I, didn't con- I wasn't concerned. I knew scriptures. And so I was quoting scriptures at her. This Bible says you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't commit fornication. Like I can't help myself. She's just praying for me. And half-heartedly, I started. That was my very first experience. I started praying for her, and all of a sudden, she was pulling her hair and doing all of that and shaking violently. That was my first time, and I'm saying, "Oh God, I need to get my pastor right now. Can deal with this." And eventually, that was the first time a demon spoke. They, don't, they haven't gone into hiding. He started speaking to me where now in a man's voice. Now that you want me to leave her, where do you want me to go? And I'm thinking, I don't know where to go. We'll go to the nearest river here, okay? I eventually left. Thank God, if you're having difficulty, maybe you, you've been abused in the past, Every time there is a weakness, great sorrow, a pain in your heart, a time of weakness, that's when the enemy wants to move in. Please recognize that. We have the fire conference coming. Please, if you feel like this, there are areas in your life that you're struggling, you've tried everything, you need to be there. So God can do something for you and free you from that. That will be the beginning. Because I know what that is. I've done this deliverance. I go back to the same individuals come. Because after that goes, you have that freedom. Now it's time to lay the foundation. Go to the world. Start building the foundation. If you get away from it, that demon knows there's a chance you're going to be free. So he gets seven others more wicked than himself. Now you got eight. And Jesus said, the last state of the person is worse than the first. This is true. This is true. We need to take this thing seriously. Demons are. We're not supposed to be afraid of them. But don't pretend that they've gone into hiding. They're still here. They're still influencing Christian lives because we've gotten into activities that open the door for them to come in. And if you suspect, ask God for forgiveness, it's easy. When you tell them to leave, they will leave. Don't make big deal out of it. Okay? He's a demon. No, yes, I have authority. Don't make a big deal out of it. You recognize it. 
That's the first step. You shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. If you suspect, that's what to do. I don't, I don't ever imagine a demon moving stuff in my home and, and shaking stuff. I won't even pay attention to it. He knows not to do that because that's not going to scare me. I'm not going to get anointing oil and be pouring on my house. I won't do that. I'll tell him where to go. And you can too. And if you speak it in the name of Jesus, he knows that he'll pretend like he didn't hear you and maybe even act worse than before. That's because he heard you. Stand your ground and tell him, you got to go. I'm not scared of you anymore. It's time for you to leave. And they'll go. I read about Smith Wigglesworth. Some of us have heard about him. Smith Wigglesworth, he had been an evangelist, healing the sick, casting out devils and all of that. And Satan thought to scare him and make him submit, kind of. We're afraid to do stuff. And Satan, he said he was sleeping in his room. Probably his wife was dead by himself. And he says, the devil showed up and moved his bed from one corner to the other corner. And he startled him and he, he opened his eyes. And for some reason, God opened his eyes and he could see the demon standing by the bed like, see what I've done to you? You know what the man who knew he had authority did? He looked at him and said, oh, it's you. And he was quiet for a while. And then he yelled at him, Back! And the bed moved. Oh, yes. I know sometimes these things are hard for us to believe. But that was the testimony of Smith Wigglesworth. We have authority to deal with this, these things. God has given us that authority. Listen. The Bible tells us in Luke 10, verse 19, Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all of the power of the enemy. You have power over all the power of the enemy. And it says, Nothing shall buy any means hurt you. You shouldn't be afraid of the enemy. The Bible says we should resist him. And he's still here today. We can resist him. We can resist the enemy. You know, early days I was doing, they call it deliverance ministry kind of stuff. I don't like being labeled a deliverance minister. I'm a child of God. Amen? And I have authority. And I can cast these things out. I'm not a deliverance minister, and I pray with people to receive the Holy Spirit. We pray for healing. God's the one doing the work. God's the one doing the work. You can cast these demons out. Anytime, anytime you, will, you want to, God can do that for you. If you're willing to step out in faith. What we need to do is discover in what area am I hurting? Does it make sense? If it doesn't make sense, suspect there may be a force behind this 
and God can free you. Let me say this. Some of us in my time, maybe you've experienced that. I'm going to be open to you. You sleep at night. And all of a sudden, a shadow comes over you and you can't speak. You want to say something? No voice. You want to move your leg? It doesn't move. That used to happen to me a lot after I become a Christian. How many have experienced something like that? Okay, good. It used to happen. Guess what it is? It's a demon. And I knew it. I knew it was a demon because I tried to yell the name of Jesus and no voice comes from my mouth. Nothing. And I'm thinking, how do you deal with this? I'm a Christian, born again, filled with the Holy Spirit. How could this thing happen to me? And I cried that every time that thing happens, I will, I will kneel down and say, God, the Father, please help me, Holy Spirit. And I'm calling out to God. A few days later, especially when I was in Georgia, Few days later, I'm going through the same thing. And I wonder, this something is not right. I wonder what the, where this thing is going to end. One day, this thing came over me again. And as soon as it was over, I started crying out to God. This time I was desperate, saying to God, Why won't you help me? Why won't you stop it? I'm a Christian. And God says, Why are you crying out to me? He's just a little demon. And I go, huh? A little demon. And look now, he says to me, look now. He's at the corner of your room and he's looking at you and he's laughing at you thinking, I got him good. I got him good. He's crying out. I felt so bad. I said, Sis, all these years. So I couldn't see anything. I said, come back here. There was nobody there. And I said, stand right there. This time I was mad. And I said, empty room. I figured if Jesus spoke to a tree, I can speak to an empty room. Okay? I said, now from this day forth, you don't do that to me. I'm a child of God. God has made me a king and a priest. Guess what happened? He stopped. It stopped. It was over. If you experience stuff like that, let somebody help you. You can deal with it. But let me tell you something. There's a secret about this. I don't like to talk. I don't like to talk a lot about demonic forces here. But if that continues to be in your life, before long, you may develop a terminal disease. You're not there for nothing. I knew that. That was what frightened me. I knew I was going to be sick. Something is going to happen eventually if, if this thing doesn't stop. I know. If you're wondering about terminal disease, you know, Satan left the presence of God and went after Job, right? You remember that? Oh, yes. Demons cause disease as well. So you can deal with these things. That's why I believe Jesus said, first thing, Drive them out. And the first place to do, start, start with your own life. If you want to know more, come to the fire conference. You can learn more. I believe you'll see God do stuff here. Yeah? And so you can be free. 
And after I have freed myself, amen, I have can, then I can go and start freeing others as well. Amen? It's so, so important. I know today the church doesn't talk much about this. Filthy living. Unclean spirit. Get it? Filthy living. Unclean spirit. Life without order. Haphazard. Unclean spirit. They understood it in their time. We lack understanding. My people perish for lack of knowledge. God's giving you knowledge. It's nothing to be afraid of. But if it doesn't make sense, tell the enemy. After I got free from that, another thing is God showed me. Pray in tongues. One hour every day. They shall speak with new tongues. Yes. This is serious. But we want to plant a church where God takes central place in our lives. And it's no game. That's what this is all about. For those who are new in our church, I want you to know that these things are there in scriptures. And you can believe them. Sickness also is part of it. I guess the scripture here in Luke 10 verse 19. Not 10 verse 19. Sorry, there's another scripture here. Luke 11 verse 14. And he was casting out a demon and it was mute. So it was when the demon had gone out that the mute spoke. So what made the man not to be able to hear? And what made him not to be able to speak? Mute means deaf and dumb. He was a demon. Jesus cast the demon out. The man could speak. The man could hear. You read through the scriptures. There were also blind. Blindness can be caused by it. So the word of God is true. Would you stand with me this morning? The word of God is true. And you can believe the word... There's a reason why I don't talk a lot about it because it's, it's, for us, it's kind of spooky. It's something to be afraid of. But it's nothing to be afraid of. It's the truth. Amen? It's for you to go back home and tell the enemy, I'm going to harass you from now on. Every, I'm going to be driving and chasing after you. You're going to be tired of me till you get out of my life. Amen? Let me hear an amen. amen. I'm going to stand up strong. Because I have authority. God has given us that power to tread, to tread on serpents and on scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Amen. All heads bow this morning. I feel like there are people here that need to dedicate their lives over right now to God. You know, you were following the Lord, but you really need to dedicate your life again to God. You heard the word. Most likely, if you're not following him, you're not possessed. Please, I never said anyone is possessed. They are just influencing your life. They're just influencing your life. If that's you today, and you want to rededicate your life to God, you want to serve him, all heads bow. 
Would you put your hand up quickly? Put your hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. And there are more people here. I think there are more. You want to rededicate your life to God. Now, I'm going to do something that I felt in my spirit. We are going to break every covenant that we have made consciously or unconsciously with the enemy to allow him into our lives. Are we ready to do that today so that we can be free? Every covenant we have made knowingly or unknowingly, consciously or unconsciously, we want to break that today. And then after we've done that, we will now tell the enemy there is a divorce in place. Amen? You're out of my life. And when you live here, believe that thing is out of your life. Amen? Amen. Would you bow your heads with me and let's say these words. Father, I thank you for the death of your son on my behalf. He bore my sins and my iniquities. He bore my sickness and my disease. Every one of them. Today, I cry out to you. I rededicate my life to you. And I make a covenant with you. My God, you are my God. And with my mouth, I confess every sin and ask for forgiveness. Now, every covenant that I've made with my enemy, in the enemy of God, with devils and with demons, today I renounce in the name of Jesus. I renounce every covenant that I've made consciously or unconsciously with the devil and his demons right now in the name of Jesus. I divorce myself from every one of those. And I declare in the name of Jesus that I am free from every bondage, every chain in my life right now by the power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord.